you know, uh, this past uh, Christmas, December, everyone was getting ready to take holidays. But before uh, everyone started taking off, of course, Omicron came around and everyone got a little nervous. Some people still went, some people didn't. Uh, and then, uh, okay, it died down. Then came spring break. And again, a concern over, should you travel? Should you not travel? Uh, as we get closer to summer and another vacation season, uh, maybe more and more people are getting comfortable with their masks off. But a lot of people are still uh, concerned about COVID. Uh, there's rising energy costs. Uh, there, there's all kinds of, uh, uh, of issues. Do you, should you stay or should you go is really the question. Uh, Claire Newell, travel expert and author and owner of Travel Best Bets, uh, one of Canada's largest travel agencies, uh, joins us on the line. Uh, Claire, it's been a while. How are you? Yeah, great, Shane. Actually, I'm uh, fresh off of a plane. I was just down in Scottsdale, Arizona, visiting my parents who are snowbirds down there, and my daughter, who's just finishing up her her master's at ASU. And let me tell you, it was an interesting time to be down there because so much happened in the world of travel, like the, the Sunwing cyber attack. But one of the biggest things news-wise down in the U.S. was the fact that they had dropped their mask mandate in the U.S. So um, you, I, when I first got there, Shane, I saw everyone with their masks. Well, no, not everyone, but a lot of people with their masks at Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport um, as I was getting off the plane. And then Come six days later, I'm walking back on the plane. No one has their mask on other than, you know, I guess some of us Canadians who were walking toward the Air Canada gate. Now, my flight was delayed, but I heard on the overhead constantly. And I think the gate agents knew there was going to be some shenanigans and frustration. Lots of Americans who were coming up to Canada kind of miffed because they, they were told, of course, when they come onto an Air Canada aircraft, so as soon as they meet the gate agent and head down the gangway to the aircraft, their mask had to be on covering their nose and mouth during that time and right through until the end of the flight. And you could, I, I, I've traveled a lot during the pandemic, and this was the first time I saw that real frustration. So people just upset that they have to put the mask back on. Yeah, if they're living in the U.S. because the the mandate in the U.S. has been lifted. What's interesting, though, is um, just while I was away, it actually came down just a couple of days ago. The FAA has a zero tolerance policy. So for addressing unruly passengers. And it really came into effect after kind of January 2021 because so many people were unruly and uh, about 70% of the, the mishaps in the air were over masks. So it'll be interesting to see what happens because even though um, like the FAA is going to make that zero tolerance policy permanent, even after the court ended that transportation mask requirements in the U.S. So I don't know. I, I, I hope that things settle down. Um, but if you don't know what that a zero tolerance policy is, is that the FAA now fines passengers for unruly behavior. They used to give warning letters or counseling, but since January 21, hammer came down, FDA has issued about $7 million for disruptive passengers. So I hope that the unruly behavior kind of subsides, but if you've been to the airport recently, you'll know it's busy, you know, and there's more lineups because they're checking documents for um, vaccination status and there seems like there's less people working there too yeah there is and that's that is one of the biggest problems is that yeah there's the whole tourism and hospitality industry is got a staff shortage like a lot of businesses but you know you can't just get pilots out of thin air and even the ground crew and the, the the flight crews 
it's tough to get them back up to speed. And especially if you've had to try and call an airline, it's or, or even a hotel, but uh, airlines in particular, we've noticed it's been tough working in the travel industry. The wait time, two, three, five, six hours that you could potentially be on hold. Even us in the travel industry who have kind of priority lines, I, I can imagine if you're booking yourself and trying to get through, it's painful right now. So let me ask you this, with all that going on, and people have been cooped up for, you know, some people longer than others, but about two years, you know, right. start, people started going away this past Christmas, it seemed. I've seen a few more over spring break. Some people are just, you know, they're, they're going gangbusters, uh, good prices want to go. Um, if you have been kind of holding off, this kind of might be another reason to stop you from flying again. Just, oh, well. just the unruliness, the, the airport situations, uh, you know, concern about COVID maybe. I, I, I don't know. For uh, sure. There's definitely a lot of people who, you know, I feel like there's those people. It's kind of three kind of groups. There are people who will go for sure right away. There'll be people who are a little more cautious, wait for everything, just kind of settle a bit. And there'll be people who wait maybe even up to another year before they decide that they're going to travel. Um, but one of the things that I'm finding is that, it's the lineups. That's one thing. Um, but the airfares, especially here in Canada, they're on the rise. And mm-hmm. even Stats Canada data just um, came out, I think it was last week, saying that due to the increased travel demand, obviously higher prices if there's higher travel demand. Um, but they revealed that the airfares increased by 8.3% between February and March alone. And then I looked um, into further fare data from the aviation data company called Sirium. Probably means nothing to you, but I look at it all the time. (laughs) And it showed that the average price of a one-way fare for flights within Canada in January 2022 increased by 18% compared to pre-pandemic levels. That's insane. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it was already more expensive to fly kind of within Canada anyway. You, you know what I mean? It was always, yeah. I always found it cheaper to fly somewhere else than go visit my family out east. It seemed like I'd get way more bang uh, for my buck. So to hear it go up be that much uh, is concerning. So saying all that, as summer's coming, are people going to stay closer to home? Are they like, you know, again, uncertainty, war in Ukraine, uh, instab- instability in Europe. Maybe that's not the place to go. Um, we are seeing. Yeah. A lot of people, yeah, we're seeing a lot of people choose Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, they just feel safer, especially there's so many bucket list things you can do here in our own country. And I think that is so great for Canadian tourism. Obviously, um, international travelers are coming back now that no pre-flight test is required, just proof of vaccination. So that's going to have tourists come here. So it will be a little more expensive than it's been over the past couple of years if you want to travel within your own province even just an overnight stay in your own city or if you're traveling uh, across Canada. But we are also seeing those people who are going, especially lately, wanting if they can get it in before kind of the end of April and mid-May, wanting to do those beach vacations. Maybe that's Mexico for someone or the Caribbean or Hawaii um, and others just getting away to some sunshine, um, Florida, California, Arizona. Um, and I get it. I think that the, everyone wants a bit of a, uh, getaway, but what we saw was initially there were some some pretty great deals, but then the space shriveled up because you couldn't. Um, the demand for that time period, basically March, April, and mid May, or they just they they were set. So 
you know, you can't just pull airlines and pilots and more staff out of nowhere and ramping up the flights really wasn't an option. So they've, you know, they're slowly adding in flights and they're adding in routes that you may have looked at. Um, and you may have noticed that there were no flights. For example, Vancouver to New York City nonstop used to have a, uh, have several options and they've been slow to put those into the system. They're starting to now. So you'll start to see that for many, many places around the world that you may have looked at. I, I know for myself, I was, my son was um, in Europe doing an exchange. He just got back a couple of weeks ago and I booked a one-way flight to Helsinki for him in really early January. And it was like 1200 bucks one way. And then I was hoping, oh, please let there be more flights in the system to get him home. And sure enough, there was, but it was still about 900 one way to get them home. But, uh, you know, if you are looking, they're, they're hoping Air Canada and WestJet to have their capacities almost uh, pre-pandemic levels. I think Air Canada will be at about 90% and WestJet about 96% by peak summer. So it, when you talk about that, so the pandemic hits, no one's going anywhere, no one's flying anywhere, everything kind of gets grounded for the most part. Um, and is this just is this just the nature of that industry, how to ramp back up takes this long? Because you don't know yeah. how it's just, a, and a two, it, with the uncertainty, it's not like as soon as there was a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, you didn't want to fire everything back up anyway, because, you know, two months later, everything shut down again. Yeah, that's right. And um, for a lot of people, they, if, especially if you use points, you'll know that just about 10 or 11 and a half months um, for a flow, that's when they start to release it. Like you can't do it a year out. Right. It's about, you know, just a couple of weeks shy of a year. But the airlines used to work putting in their flights into the system at tw- like 12 months out or, or maybe even a little bit longer. They, during the pandemic, were working weeks at a time or maybe months at a time it's been no one expected this you know in the early days people were thinking maybe it'll go as long as SARS or something but this was insane like it was just such a huge shock to the industry Uh, I'm surprised more airlines didn't um, go under during this time period luckily we had support from the government but it was it's been a very very tough time and I think that's why they've been really hesitant to see where this is going to go. I mean, nobody predicted in October, bookings were starting to get really busy. And then through November, and then the third week of November, we saw Omicron hit. Right. Bookings didn't really start again until mid-January. So it's been a roller coaster for everyone in the tourism and travel industry. We continue our conversation with Claire Newell, travel expert, author and owner, of course, of Travel Best Bets, one of the largest agencies in Canada. And Claire... Uh, how has the, the, the industry changed in the last couple of years? It, it, I, I'm amazed, like, uh, as I was saying before the break, were those things places called flight centers? Uh, the, yes. The travel agent? And, and, you know, during the pandemic, I'd walk by those places and they'd be closed down. And, you know, I don't think any many of them uh, came back, uh, if any. What, what's the last couple of years been like? It's, uh, am I allowed to say it was hellish on, sure. on national radio? Okay, well, it, hellish is a... A gentle word for what I think the travel industry has gone through. I mean, everyone has really gone through it, Shane. It's been tough, tough. And like you said, um, you noticed that some of the shops that you walk by, the travel agencies are closed. There's been oh, probably over 
uh, a thousand agencies, not agents, agencies that have closed permanently because of the pandemic. I've seen people, I've been in the industry about three decades and I've seen colleagues have to close their businesses and they had been in it longer than, than I had. And it's, it's been really, really tough to watch. Um, but for the actual traveler, it's also changed the way that we travel. There's just so many more things to consider for trip planning. Like, I don't know if you've pulled out your passport or if you have an access card lately, but one of the, the things we're seeing is a lot of people didn't even realize their passports are expired now that they're <sighs> looking and, and getting a passport's been really tough. Luckily, Ottawa has simplified the passport renewal process. I, I don't know if um, Claire- you know this. I, I went to. Yeah. I, I was invited on a trip to Las Vegas a, a number of months ago, and I hadn't seen my passport in ages. And, <laughs> and sure enough, uh, yeah, expired. And and oh. what I had to go through in the in a short period of time uh, to get it, whether it's getting down to the office at three in the morning uh, to be in line, no. and then well, and then I was there. It was the funniest thing is I'm there in line, and then someone walks by and goes, "Is this the line for appointments?" And I go, "Appointments." You can make appointments now at the uh, at the passport office. Sure enough, yet you, you have to make appointments. So I had to go back, make an appointment. It has changed dramatically. But I would say that yeah. that's probably one of the good things: making appointments to go down to those places as opposed to lining up forever. Yeah, but that was a couple of months ago. Yes. What they have had and to endure in the 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 months after that was really tough. You know, they they were saying, "Don't come down, don't even make an appointment unless you're leaving in the next two weeks." So what's happened now is that they've simplified this. And do you remember um, that that you could with a simplified renewal process for the passport, you could if your passport had expired uh, within a year, you were able to actually just go through a really simple thing, just provide. Um, you didn't have to give the original documents of your proof of citizenship or, or photo ID. They just need two photos, two references, a completed form in the application fee. Well, now, even if it's expired up to 15 years, not just one, you can actually go through that same process. So they are making it way easier to get your passport. So I would encourage people to do that. If you are a Nexus card holder, though, they were pretty um, lenient uh, during the pandemic. They're not lenient anymore. If you're trying to go through the lines using your uh, Nexus card and it has expired, they're going to seize it now. And then you have to go in the non-Nexus line and it's a lot longer. So I always tell people it's not like a passport. Like you can't let it expire and go through this simple process. If you don't renew it before it's um, expired, you have to go through the whole process all over again. Okay. So that's, uh, that's Nexus. What other changes have you noticed maybe? And again, for travelers well, too, like all of a sudden you used to just want to check the place you're going to, what's the weather like, but now it seems yeah, like you no. got a lot more to check before you go somewhere. The word of the, um, the website Sherpa Travel. It's actually, I, I will tell people you need to Google the word Sherpa Travel and then up comes um, the travel requirement website for Sherpa. And it looks like you're putting in to find out uh, like a flight price that you put in, whether you're vaccinated or not, where you're going, even if you're connecting somewhere, you put that in and it will tell you all of the documentation, the forms, vaccinations, testing, all that stuff that you might need, both going to a destination and coming back. Um, it is super useful. Um, and I think that that's one of the other things, all of the testing, vaccination, the forms, um, having to wear a mask on board a flight, it's just all of that is just so much more than we had to deal with when we were, were traveling. I still am recommending um, that now more than ever, 
seek out insurance policies. Um, we just don't know what's going to happen with COVID and whatever else is going on in the world, whether that's natural disaster or political unrest like we're, we're seeing. Um, so it's never really been more important. Keep in mind the labor challenges. Like I said, they're industry-wide. A lot of airlines having to um, actually cut flights. The, the most recent that I heard last week, JetBlue said that through May, they're cutting their their flight schedule by eight to 10%. Alaska said that they were uh, reducing right through June, 2% of their capacity. Every airline, every airline is having to do this because they had ramped up due to the demand and they just now can't keep up. So flights may be canceled and cyber attacks. Goodness knows what's who's doing this or what, but we saw over the weekend with Sunwing, um, there's just a lot going on, um, and I. <laughs> Have you yeah. ever had to spend spend uh, this much time following the news? Like no. just as far as like it never you used to watch the news because you just wanted to know what was happening in the world. But now in your line of work, you have to be so aware of everything. One rule change in one spot in the globe can change someone's whole trip. Yeah, it really, it it can. And that's why I feel like I have to stay so up to it. And you've heard, like, I have to have stats on my fingertips and um, tell people what they need when they're going places. But more, out of if people are listening and you want one piece of advice out of this all, is that if you see a deal that you think you can live with and you want to go and you want to put it on your calendar, um, go ahead and do that. But make sure that there are very flexible terms and conditions so that, should things go sideways, you can get out of it and you're not left holding the bag. It's not the fun stuff that you want to read, um, but it is really important uh, given this the the world we live in at the moment. No, it's, uh, it is it is crazy. Uh, uh, Claire, listen, thanks so much for your time tonight. We really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, Thanks for look, having me, Shane. We, we look forward to uh, taking vacations, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Claire, thanks again. Have a great night. You too.